Everybody. Welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. Uh, I'm Dan Schrader. I'm from Portland, Oregon. Uh, and, you know, weather's a little bit dreary. So um, we'll just check that bit off the list. Um, Ryan Palmer in Portland, Oregon? No, on the Oregon coast. Um, the weather is dreary, but the tide looks to be rising on the Oregon coast. Great well, update. Thank you. I got it's just you. great when you can get weak and you look out the window and get a tide update. Anytime <laughs> you can do that, you're living right. Yeah, are putting the coastal and coastal elite today. There, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, excellent. Mike Samuelson in Minneapolis. Uh, weather update. It's very warm. We had a little bit of snow. Uh, but more importantly, got a couple birthday shout outs for this upcoming week. Tomorrow, happy birthday, mom. <laughs> I'm not going to say how old she turns, but wow, she's doing great. Can I jump in? Please. Also, ha- happy birthday, Papa Schrader, tomorrow. Let's go. go. Wow. wow. February 1st, big one. Big wow. One. Wow. Who knew? Who knew? Does your, Neither of us does your dad me. call himself the king of February? Because my mom loves to refer to herself <laughs> as the queen of February because her birthday <laughs> is on February 1st. Um. I have not heard that, but I'll suggest it to him tomorrow. <laughs> Let him know. Let him know. Okay. You know, my right. my mom. Um, this might be chinchilla, but my my mom spent I think two years at uh, UW Madison, so they they very may very well may have been celebrating their birthday like in close proximity to each other for a couple of years, maybe even in the same same bar. Who knows? Probably State Street brats. Probably getting. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Just sure. royalty. Royalty's gonna royal. Yep. Yep. Uh, the king <laughs> and queen that holding court. Brought money. Uh, and then I tell you what. I bet Straight Street Brats has not done well with pandemic shutdowns. They don't feel like a place that's getting a lot of like to go orders. <laughs> They're very dependent on people being in the bar. <laughs> I mean, if you can't get the Long Island iced teas to go, like, then what's the point? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, and then other shout out to an actual listener, uh, Carson Gorky. Strong listener. He's got a birthday this week too. So strong shout listener. out to him. Strong. Shouts to Carson. Happy birthday. Early birthday. Weekly also um Mrs. Schrader. Birthday this week. So wow. big birthday week. Big birthday week. Big big birthday week. Man. Yep. February. What what uh astrological signs are we there? Ooh. I have no idea. Let's, Don't know. Let's go with Pisces. You like that I was sound? Say Gemini. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll know. take I'll take I'll accept both of those answers. <laughs> uh, Colin Smith is in the swamp. Yeah, my weather update here is that it's fucking cold. Uh, <laughs> probably Minnesota cold. I'm not used to it. Our car's not used to it. Um, so the car wouldn't start yesterday. Uh, undetermined whether that is a uh, cold problem or just the you know needs a whole new battery situation. But uh, that's what I'm doing after this pod. So if we could pod for three, four hours, uh, that'd be great. I, I'm not really looking forward to going out there in the single digits and uh, getting under the hood of the car. It is cold. What's it feel tough. like? I always like the what's the wind chill. Give me the wind chill. What's it feel like? Uh, the, I don't know what it feels like right now because I only had to go from the house to the shed. But I've gone for a run the last couple of days, and both days the wind chill was in the 
single digit negatives. Ooh, nice. Yeah. That's <laughs> Gore-Tex underwear. Very Minnesota. Gore-Tex yeah. Underwear. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't even think it's been that cold. Up. We've had a very, very warm winter this year. I don't know if it's been that cold up here at all. And if it has, it's been like once or twice. This is an extended weather update. I mean, I was, I was wearing four layers on my legs uh, on that run. Wow. Four layers. God, I'm not messing why around. Why did you even run? That was stupid. Yeah. Got weekly off. targets. What are you going to do? Yep. Um, Got to get out of the house. Just a quick heads up. Uh, Aquarius. We're in the age of Aquarius, mm-hmm. according to infoplease.com. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. That makes sense, given my wife and my father's uh, personalities. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, very here's something that'll warm you up. Very similar, the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they always say is that you uh, you marry a You're... wife that is like your father. Yep. That's the, <laughs> the old I, saying. I have found that to be very true. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Mike's wife does not have a cell phone. <laughs> no, Robert J has a cell phone now. He sends he sends uh, videos sometimes. He sent a video today. That's let's, excellent. Let's move on. This is bad. Here's I want to tell you guys a, a warming a story that will warm you. Mm. Um, I was helping my son get dressed this morning, and as as one does, we were playing the game where you lay next to each other uh, and throw the fresh underwear up into the air and try to get it to land on the other person's face. Yep. Um, Good game. And uh, <laughs> are you we, sure that was the fresh underwear? <laughs> I'm very sure. Trust, trust. Um, and he kind of snuggled in, and he goes, "Daddy, I love you." Ah, oh, uh, what a moment. These moments. Yep, yep. One minute later, after we got the Batman shirt on, he said, Daddy, go away. I need to go Zoom to Mommy. So, <laughs> I got that love you, you know. Your time and then, is uh, up. That's right. It was done. Batman shirt on. I'm out. Peace. Cherish, cherish that moment. Exactly. It was lovely. It was lovely. And a very fun game. So if you guys aren't playing that when you're getting dressed, I suggest it. <laughs> Uh, nobody. All right. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's done that. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how to uh work that into the new rule changes that we have for the for soccer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe that can be the new the new uh, tiebreaker. If we, if we got a draft in 90 minutes, you got to play the the underwear thrown on the face game. Got to be clean though. Got to be clean. Definitely got to be clean. <laughs> Maybe second overtime is not clean. (laughs) Got to end in the first overtime. At some point, you just fall on the grenade and say we lose. (laughs) Uh, Warm up this week. Colin bringing us a warm up. Um, Thinking about MLS teams. uh, Well, I'll just let you uh, you motivate this. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think in the past, we've kind of come up with like team names and things like that. But uh, given the rebranding of the Montreal impact, which were decidedly a team that did not need a rebrand. Like they were fine. There's nothing shitty about their logo. There's nothing shitty about their identity. Um, I was just like kind of stunned by that because, uh, you know, we, well, we had different opinions on the thread about whether the rebrand was terrible or okay or whatever, but there just, it wasn't, weren't a team that needed it. And there are plenty of teams in MLS that could use a rebrand. And so my question is, if looking at those teams, looking at the teams in MLS, pick one of those that really needs a rebrand. Maybe the one that needs the rebrand the worst. Okay, then what would you do for them? Um, so you know, how can you be most helpful to MLS here? Um, so, Mike, I think you had some pretty negative thoughts about 
the impact rebrand or as they are now what are they now fc montreal cf i believe oh cf yeah our uh, our french neighbors yeah um so can you give us uh, a club that needs a rebrand and how you would rebrand them i can i've got i've got two i'll start with i'll start with one and then we can go around seeing how long this takes maybe i'll come back uh my first one is new england revolution Oh, God damn it. This was the yep, one that team was that I thought one of mine. about. <laughs> I have two and New England Revolution is one. I have a feeling you guys aren't going to go the same direction I'm going. So, um, so you know, the, cur- the current brand. <laughs> they, they need to lean into it harder? Is that what we're- <laughs> <laughs> well, just you wait, Dan. Uh, you know, the current brand is very much, you know, kind of a revolution, American Revolutionary War, like 1976, yep. blah, 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 Boston. Tattered blah, blah, flag blah. looking. Blah, blah, blah. Um, which, which is original just, logo from 1996. Not, has not yep. changed. Yep. Just, I mean, it's just all, it's just all lame from, from the logo to kind of the, the brand behind it, it you know, r- red and blue and white, it, whatever. It's just, it's played out guys, but revolution is kind of a cool name. So what I think we do here is we kind of flip the script a little bit. We just call the team, you know, Revolution FC or Revolution SC and just rebrand as a communist socialist football club. <laughs> so they only have one kit. It's just all red. One the, kit. The other team always yes. has to wear not red because they're red from head to toe. Uh, logo is, you know, hammer and sickle. Um, yeah, naturally. Wow. This you know, is, like that's West Ham. You want to talk about leaning in? This is a lean in. <laughs> I think that they sh- they shouldn't have a kit. They should have to wear pennies. But keep going. Interesting. You know, I don't think we should be equating uh, you know socialism with uh, with poverty, Palmer. Which it seems like you're doing. No, no. But- I'm not saying that that's poverty. I'm just saying that that's that's a little bit more proletariat equality. No numbers. Uh, no one has no their own kit. They just they just pick up the they pick up their 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 jersey which is a penny, it should be on the ground, and they just get out there and play. I think not, you have to I'm wear not, numbers, but but no names on the jerseys, which is that, a yeah. classic Wisconsin football move. You only get names in bowl games. No no names, or you just have revolution on the back where the, yes. the player mm-hmm. name should be. Um, <clears throat> you know, West Ham, they've got a, a hammer mascot. You could have a hammer and a sickle mascot, which would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, um, you know, the, there are just so many nickname opportunities. I mean, obviously, there'll be the People's Club, uh, the Red Army. You know, you could just go on and on and on. And um, the other thing is you just you totally take away the place name to this because it just becomes the club of, you know, working people, solidarity across the league, across the world. You dramatically expand your fan base potential. Uh, and then that's what I got. Revolution FC. Love it. I love that. That was definitely a different direction. Palmer, what's your direction for New England? <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't, uh, it was hard for, I was definitely like, this club needs a rebrand, uh, including get out of the football stadium and into yeah. an actual, actual soccer specific stadium. Uh, the whole kind of appropriation of uh, what it means to be a, a revolutionary American um nowadays is is problematic so uh probably try to pivot away from that um couldn't i didn't really have a good answer in terms of uh what direction they should pivot towards right. uh, i got you. i agree I with you know, on all like, those things 
I, I got a good direction for them. Yes. So like <clears throat> the New England uh, revolution is based on old timey New England. Like what was important in New England 250 years ago or whatever. Hmm. Uh, what is New England like now? And you just call them the New England coastal elites. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah. You just go, we're elite, baby. We're elite. You, the, the elites. The elites. The elites. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not the coastal elites. They're just the New England elites. Elites. Yeah. I think there's like, uh, the, the, my uh, inspiration behind this is there's some like, I feel like they're like club or like tr maybe like track clubs or, or, or different types of clubs that will be like um, greater oh, Boston yeah. elite or like yep. whatever, yeah. greater Portland elite. Yeah. Yep. Um, elite FC. Yeah. And you'll just be, and you're just be like, okay, we're just going that on the professional level. Like among professionals, we're the elite. I like that. I like this. It. Kind of has the opposite. I mean, Mike wants to take them be the people's club, drastically expand. Yeah, exactly. The fan like base. that's not who Boston is. We don't need a lot of fans. We just need the richest fans. Yep. You're really just you're the going. Elite. The, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, the Monaco of MLS. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be amazing. That's, you're really hyping up your hometown here. <laughs> it's a rich town. It's a rich town. Ugh. I a minor serious counterpoint. New New England Revolution to me at this point has like stuck by this branding so hard for so long that it's almost to that point where you're like, no, it's good again. Like, oh, it's, it's like it's, it's that hip, like like it's, Darby County is like a sheep or whatever. Like, what is like that? Never like, but you know what? It's their thing now. They're doing it. They've done it for a long time. It's fine. Like it's ingrained. It's got the history. It's fine. It's uh, uh, it's kind of a hip to be square kind of thing. Yeah, I think they're <laughs> yeah, just. Right. It's it's like almost not weird enough. Like if if Dallas was still the Dallas Burn and they still had that like crazy horse logo, you'd just be like, well, they're still rolling with that. That's kind of weird. But and like you'd be like, I can't imagine a team rebranding right now and choosing a crazy horse logo. But it'd be kind of cool if Dallas was still the Dallas Burn. But. New England Revolution is too, like Mike said, it's too, uh, I don't know. There's like plenty of other, like Washington Capitals or like the something, something yeah, freedom. Got, I mean, you got a, the, the Patriots you know, in the, the same Patriots, stadium. Obviously, like, yeah, basically the like same that. thing. The New York right. Liberty is an WNBA team. There's so many like, I don't know, American Revolution or just America themed sports franchises. It's kind of not cool. Dan, which one, what's you got? I mean, for me... There are a few answers. Uh, Pick one. Uh, Real Salt Lake. Um, the other, Houston Dynamo. He's like very just like taking the pseudo-European. Uh, yeah. Inter-Miami sounds like they may have to like they'll get forced <laughs> to be changed, but it's in the same bucket, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I think actually the one that's most interesting to me is uh, the San Jose Earthquakes. I knew you were going to pick they, them. Because they one. like just rebranded. So you almost don't want to touch it because you're like, give them a few years at least. But it was so bad. It's so they terrible. just did a really poor job. It's very blah. There's nothing to it. Like Also, San Jose Earthquakes is a... It looks like it could be any youth club team in America that any of us played against 20 years ago. Exactly. It's it's just there's nothing about it. It's also like a major disaster. I mean, the Chicago Fire has the same issue going on, but like <laughs> we're celebrating the loss of human life. I don't know. I don't quite get that. Um, they just they just need something. It's so it inspires nothing. So what you it got just for them? Sucks. I mean, San Jose FC. No, 
<laughs> All right, I got one. I, mean, I think Say, that would be better. I got one for Tech Bros. Yes, exactly. That's how you got to learn it. Again, you have to appeal to the elites. This is where the money is. So you rename them the Silicon Valley Computers. And yeah. your mascot is Computer from Welcome to Hollywood or Adventures in Hollywood. Computer! If you don't know what that is a reference to, that's a th- the 3-6 Mafia uh, re- reality show. Your assistant was Computer. And... Uh, yeah, you just lean into that computers, and then your sponsor is gonna be a f- huge bidding war among Google and whatever every tech company. Uh, and it's 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 ridiculous to me personally that San Jose like- is like a small market team. How are they a small market team? That's like the richest part of America, like density of wealth in America, probably even richer I, than Boston. Even ri- who are the elite? Right? This is even richer than the elite. This is the elites I of mean- elites. Can they be California elite? California yeah. elite FC? Yeah, should be. But I mean... <laughs> Just set up the coastal elite beef. <laughs> yeah. Set it up. I like okay. the San Jose microchips better than the computers. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I, I like Microchips is good. I, I feel like they also, given all that money, like we've seen a lot of leagues where they have like the league name is, is sponsored. So it's like the Barclays Premier League. Yeah. I think they should just do that with the team or they should just be... San Jose FC, and then every five years they rename the team based on who will pay the most. So now they're the San Jose Apples. You know, in oh, five years they're the San Jose like, Tweets. We talked about one of my first ever teams on um, Collins Classroom Corner. This is like three years ago of potting. Was the New Saints, which is like the best team in Wales in the Welsh Premier Division, and uh, they used to be Total Network Solutions uh, FC. And they were like TNS, and then they just be, Total Network Solutions dropped their sponsorship. Became they became TNS, and then they needed something to stand for TNS, so they picked the New Saints. Uh, so, guys, yeah. I just figured it out. Go. The San Jose <laughs> Startups. Oh, that's I good. Like that I like that. Bootstrap Thread Consulting up, LLC. Up starts startups. 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 I think startups. Startups. Okay. Yep, that's it for me. San Jose. They just tried. They just failed. Uh, they got to try again. Love it. Okay. Do we have time for one more before Colin has to go fix the car? Do it, Mike. <laughs> we got so much time. Mike, we got so All much right. time. I, I can th- fix it tomorrow. So I've, I've got I've got an honorable mention, which is Chicago Fire, because it's just so dumb that you're naming your your team after like something that destroyed your whole city, as Dan pointed out. <laughs> Plus, when you Google Chicago Fire, the first thing that comes up is the TV the show, show yeah. which is just a bad look. So you need a rebrand. But my my actual choice is Real Salt Lake, uh, another one that Dan mentioned. So what is what is a team name that we really love? Casuals FC, right? Mm-hmm. It just it it shows kind of the level of of desire. We're out there. We're having fun. We're not taking this too seriously. What is a modern day equivalent of casual lifestyle? It's the ski bum. And so we've got the Salt Lake, the Salt Lake City ski bums, or the Utah ski bums. Um, Real Salt Lake also they their color scheme is like red and blue, which is like seven teams in MLS. But they just uh, I know Colin's a, an amateur vexologist, and uh, I'm sure he's aware that Salt Lake just created a, a beautiful new flag with a uh, a lily on a blue and white background. So let's you know make your make yeah, your uniforms that. using that. Throw a, throw a lily on your crest or whatever. But the thing that I like most about calling your team the ski bums is you can use it in both a uh, negative and positive connotation. 
So if the team's playing really bad, you know, you you yell at them. You guys are playing like a bunch of bums, uh, and it just it fits. But if your team wins, you can start yelling at the other team. You guys lost to a bunch of bums, <laughs> and it just it just works. There's just a lot of opportunities for for shithousery and fun. Mike Mike's in this rebrand strictly for the heckling. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Can you just imagine a stadium that's just cha- chanting bums? Bums, bums, bums. <laughs> bums in seats. Bums in seats. I love it. Um, can are there others that need mentioning? Palmer, you didn't get to propose. Uh, Mike stole my New England Revolution. I I was uh, I like the Salt Lake idea. I feel like the Colorado Rapids could use a a, a new a new kind of rebrand. I like the idea of a rapid. Um, and there's soccer teams in the world. Rapid Vienna is one that I can kind of think of that Good point, um, yeah. they might be stealing some ideas from. But it is, I don't it know. It has never occurred to me that, that they that were in connected. that bucket. Yeah. Like, I, just, uh, I like Colorado Rapids because it's like Colorado Rockies is, is the baseball team. Rapids is the soccer team. They're distinct enough. They're very well, Colorado. I, no, that's like, fair. I would say that the only reason why they need a rebrand is because they spent an entire season without a sponsor on their kit. Yeah. Uh, so no, it just seems like they're not uh, they're not making much money because no one really respects the brand. So, um, yeah. but I I mean I I do like the idea of the Rapids, but like different colors. They you know they have a great speaking of uh, flags. Uh, Denver has a great flag. Um, Colorado itself. Yeah, the state Colorado, of Colorado has really an amazing flag, uh, and those jerseys are just so boring. The colors are are pretty bad. Um, so in terms of that that's a simple rebrand. Uh, I think that they could theoretically keep it. They just need to make make themselves a little cooler. I feel like Nashville. I mean, they just braided themselves a year ago, and their brand sucks, in my opinion. Just nothing <laughs> nothing about it that is distinctive from their name to their crest just a total it has a very columbus feel to it yeah yeah it's just a little it's it, like why would you just like blend in with another kind of midwestern yeah city if yep. columbus didn't exist i'd like the move of going like villarreal has the like yellow submarine all yellow look right. is a good i think that's a good vibe but like columbus already has that so uh did they not notice that or um can we do a round just like pretty quick what club doesn't need a rebrand i'm gonna take mike's uh minnesota united i think is beautiful and should never be touched um man i just given the atlanta fc has great kits uh great fan base um they're doing a great job i I think that I think that they can be left alone. I'll take uh, Seattle Sounders, actually. I know it's wow. not going to be Portland or, uh, very favorable with the Portland contingent, but there's not a lot of uh, teams in professional sports that pull off the neon as one of their like primary colors um, or whatever, like electric green or I don't yeah, know. Ray, it's Ray the green, I believe. Yeah, what's the, uh, the Pantone designation there? Um, but... Like that's a that's a very unique color, and if they rebranded, I'm sure they would tone it down to something red and blue and white in some you know form. Yeah, I'll take Orlando. I like I love the purple. Um, 
you don't see many teams wearing purple out there. It's a color often associated with royalty, which I appreciate. Uh, the crest is cool. It's got the lion on it. It's like pretty simple. I just like that, that they're the, the lions. Yeah, I think it's just like a, a nicely, it's simple, but nicely done and unique. I like that. Um, lots of clubs we didn't talk about. Listener, soccerthread at gmail.com. Which are good, which are bad, which should stay. How would you rebrand the bad ones? Uh, let us know. There's, it is it is a ripe uh, subject. <laughs> yeah, listener. <laughs> that was good. It's very good. Who's who's this week's uh, listener? Designated listener. <laughs> I guess it's Carson for his birthday. That's right. That's right. Um, C- Colin, I'm just gonna let you go with the next topic too. I think you've got the background on this. Um, all right, sure. I'll just fucking do the podcast this week. It's going to be a four-hour <laughs> podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Let's roll. This this I week, gotta, uh, I got to check out soon, Doug. I got to check out. <laughs> um, we learned uh, how much money Messi makes, which is kind of exciting. I uh, usually don't get to see these things in European soccer um, because there's no salary caps and none of this is public, unlike MLS. Um, but this, I think, just yesterday or Leo Messi's. Uh, Barcelona contract, the full contract got leaked, um, which is also kind of impressive because there are four versions of that contract in the world. It's very um, tightly controlled so that this doesn't happen. Um, But according to the contract, he uh, would be possibly eligible over a four season contract to receive up to five hundred and fifty five million euros, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, so about half a B half a billion euros. Um, so that's like $675 million. Um, so that's over four seasons. So that's 138 million euros per season. So, you know, about $150 million per season, a little more. Uh, so that's a ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> Can I just say, when you sent this to the text thread, uh, I think it was just the... Uh, headline from like the guardian or something um and it it had 555.237.619 and i just saw it in passing and i was like is this missy's phone number like remember those those like in movies everything was 555 yeah uh just it was a bizarre headline and it was like top of the top of the paper with just his eyes it was so weird it was really weird it's it, it came out in um I can't remember what it is. Uh, Mundo, maybe the the big Spanish. Uh, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, including a signing bonus of over 100 million euros and a loyalty bonus of over 78, which was paid out over two years, so that he's already earned off this. I mean, he's not going to get to the 555 number, but he's already earned off this over 500 million euros. So crazy money, um, a lot more than you know even the top, top guys in American sports, right? Like in American sports, the biggest deals right now are NBA and NFL quarterbacks. And those guys are like in the 40, I think per year range, um, million dollars, right? So Messi's tripling that quadrupling that per year. Um, baseball has stupid contracts. Baseball has some stupid contracts lengthwise too, right? They, they sign like 10 years deals, um, that you can't get in a salary cap sport. Um, but yeah, still, you know, Mike Trout's deal, whatever. Those are still, uh, you know, three to four to five times less than Messi's making. Um, 
and I mean, it, it all just begs the question for me. Uh, is he worth it? Like, this is, is this, this a good is deal? Question. Does he deserve this? I mean, usually we say pay an athlete. Like you can never overpay an athlete, no matter what. Like LeBron James, pay him whatever yeah. because he's worth it to have on your team for everything that he brings, for whatever. You, it's very difficult to overpay a superstar athlete. You can't do it in the NBA or NFL. It's, it's impossible to overpay one of the top five guys in the league. Well, so I, I feel like your question is, is he worth it? I have a question that's like, are we surprised that he's making this? I mean, he's the, he is like the, the most famous soccer player and possibly the best soccer player ever. Am I surprised that he's making this amount of money? One. And two, to answer your question, is he worth it? Obviously not because Barcelona is currently tanking and they can't pay him. So uh, it, was it worth all the trophies? Maybe. But now they're like, they can't pay anybody. They can't move him. Um, and once he's gone, they they probably still have to pay him. So uh, was Wait, it all so worth it? Are you surprised? And the time... The time of this contract has been uh, kind of overlapping with, I would say, like a down point for Barcelona. I mean, they, they have won a couple of leagues, I think, but like they've crashed out in the Champions League pretty in pretty spectacular fashion a few years in a row. So even I mean, e- even if they won, you know, one Champions League, I, I don't, this just seems crazy. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, no, I would say not not worth it. Like is you know, half a billion dollars and, you know, the the whole team or multiple teams that you could get for that amount yeah, worth a single insane. player. Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. It's like the, it's like the, uh, the Avengers meme that everyone is um, throwing around right now. Like the battle scene uh, thing. What, what did it cost? Everything. Uh, <laughs> but was it worth it? Uh, I don't, I mean, I think I, Barcelona has, They've always been a huge club, right? But like, in the last, you know, twenty years or whatever, uh, they are, I would say, probably the most famous or recognizable club. That helps. That helps their bottom line, right? Even though most of the bottom line is going to Messi. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's what I would say is like, this is kind of like. I mean, you could probably say this about every you. You'd probably say this about every period that you were living through if you were a soccer. Um, executive, but you could say like this is a really important period in soccer franchises and business, right? Like it's globalization is taking off, and the game is you know people aren't just watching their domestic leagues anymore. So Barcelona is competing for people's you know money um, against not just Madrid but against the Premier League against Juve, and so Barcelona wants to be one of the top franchises in all of sport and. Maybe without Messi, they're the fifteenth most popular team in the world, and with Messi, they're number one. And and is that, you know, is that worth I, half a billion? I mean, to me, the question isn't is he worth it. It's how much less could they have paid him? And to me, it seems like he's, from all we can tell, he's being paid so much more than any other player. And so, are you telling me that if they'd only paid Messi? 500 million instead of 550 he would have left or if they'd only paid him 400 million like to I me mean, he's still the most paid player by a long shot and this just smacks of uh, a club who's like their the the business side of things and the player happiness side of things are, should be divorced to a certain extent 
and it seems like they're not at all. And their uh, their goal is just how do we make Messi as happy as possible? We it's, just pay him an extravagant amount of money that no other club could even consider offering him. Barcelona is not more than a club. It's less than a club. It's just Messi's team. It's just Messi. <laughs> it's just who Messi Actually, played for. It's not expanded. It's just smaller. It's just Messi and some other people that run around. This, this Palmer, going back to your question, this does surprise me. If you ask me what does Messi make in a year, I'd be like, all right, you take American sports stars. They're making 40, 50. Messi's probably at 70, maybe maybe pushing 100, but not triple. Like, not triple digit, uh, yeah. you know, millions yeah, yeah. of dollars per year. This blows that out of the water. This is $170 million a year. I mean, not all fully guaranteed, but that's just straight from the club, too. That's not endorsements. That's not anything else he's doing. That is, like, salary. Yeah, yeah. It's It does surprise me because it's just... It's not like, oh, I'm sure he's far and away. He's, like, far and away. Like, way out there yeah. compared to American athletes, which... I mean, maybe who knows? And cause just, I just like to compare these, the like to put these things in perspective a little bit. Like these numbers, it's hard for us as pe- to like be like, okay, what is half a billion dollars really like? What else is worth that, right? Um, so, if you look at like this Forbes list of how much different clubs in the world are worth, like the top top clubs in the world are worth between like three and four billion. So Messi's total contract value there is like you know a sixth of that or an eighth of that okay that's not crazy that doesn't seem crazy but you go down to like 17th 18th biggest clubs in the world roma inter that's the same value like messi could just take his money and buy inter like (laughs) this is fucking ridiculous like that's That's he made that in four years like he has the rest of his whole salary from before and all his endorsement money he is so fucking rich off this like it is so much money so, but, I mean, you could go buy Atletico Madrid. Like, fucking tired <laughs> of losing to them. Let's just fucking go buy them. Messi can afford it. I just don't. I, how do how does Barcelona pay their other players? Because it's not like those players are on. Uh, I think you know, they're a dollar a day wages. Well, yeah, they are horribly in debt now. But their their yearly turnover, their yearly revenue is like seven hundred, eight hundred million dollars every year. So yeah, one hundred and thirty eight of that goes to. Uh, messy, but there's still five hundred million dollars that they still bring in every year that they should be able to pay the rest of their players and you know upkeep on the stadium and but when you take off big chunks of that, you know hundred million dollars a year that you spend on Usman Dembele or you know throw away in other way, ways, then you get into the situation they're in. So here's my question: Did this get leaked? By the Barcelona brass because they want to make Messi look like the problem. Yes. Right? We're paying him so much, we can't play other players. We can't get out from under this contract. He can't move anywhere because he's too entitled. He he has threatened us every step of the way to leave the club. And this is, you know, maybe they're trying to piss off Ronaldo. <laughs> like, Ronaldo see these numbers? And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> he's also, getting like, what? Yeah, I mean, like, this is the new Barcelona leadership right it's not the guys who who um signed this deal right they don't have any uh, like allegiance to that or like um that you know they can point the finger at someone else if you're if the reaction is oh my god that's so much money so is that where this is coming from is this actually so meant messi to make is suing them, messi right? the bad guy messi is suing them off this uh but barcelona is 
uh, launching an investigation to see how it leaked um, because they're oh, mad too. They they also claim we didn't leak it. So the other right. two copies are let La Liga holds one and uh, the law firm that negotiated the deal on Messi's behalf holds a copy. So I, I hope that Messi leaked it just as a flex. This year's yeah. going pretty badly for him. <laughs> He's like, okay, you know, I I wish I was, you know, first in the league. I wish I wish the team was better, but I am making $170 million a year. So, <laughs> so fuck you. How do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Messi leaked it as like, uh, he was trying to buy a mega yacht and they were like, I don't know, man, I don't know if you can afford it. And he was like, fine, I'll fucking leak my contract. See how much money I make. God. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, so Messi, the root of all problems for Barcelona, who are a slowly but faster and faster sinking ship. Um, I'll, other stuff at Barcelona, Serginho Dest has gone missing. He hasn't played in three weeks. Uh, he's been on the bench for only one of those games. They can't pay him. Um, may- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Is he, is he holding out for his money? <laughs> Paychecks or no minutes? Yeah. Uh, Player strike at Barcelona would be amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, the People's Club. That would be more than a club. They'd be back to more than a club then. Um. Palmer, are you worried about Dest at all at Barcelona? I mean, obviously big problems there, but also, I mean, still a super club. And if he's kind of gone missing, is that something to be worried about? Oh, we've all been there before. <laughs> Cliff? Check, checks his recording to make sure it's still going. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think we left off with you asking me a question, Dan. Yeah. Oh, about uh, Dest. Palmer, Dest, Dest is lost at Barcelona. Super club. Are you worried? Uh, I would say not right now. I think that they have other, uh, financial issues that they got to figure out. Like I said, he's holding out till he can get, till he can get paid. Um, this is going to, this is all just going to kind of, uh, we're going to let this all work out and then eventually dust will be able to get back in and, uh, there will resume to some normalcy, but right now it's just, it's too wild, uh, for dust to even get involved. So. Just I'm let okay. it ride. I'm I'm okay with this. Um, other guys that have kind of gone missing a little bit. Well, Chris Rissage at Bayern Munich um, got some looks early in the season in some kind of uh, not necessarily super competitive games. Seems like that hasn't stuck. He's now loaned out to Hoffenheim, uh, where he'll be playing under his previous uh, Bayern two coach. So the guy that handles the young kids at Bayern has moved on to Hoffenheim. Uh, Chris Richards going back to work with him. So hopefully that's a good fit, Colin. Yeah, we got to be happy about that. I mean, I think it's nice when our big players, Tim Weah is the one that comes to mind, who are developing at super clubs because they get to train with, you know, the best guys in the world or whatever. But ultimately, we want to see them play in these leagues, right? Ultimately, that's where the growth we think happens is is in the game. So not getting games at Bayern, go out on loan, stay in Bundesliga, not in second Bundesliga or whatever, Austria. Like that's that's great. That's that's the best case scenario. Play for a guy that knows you and a, yeah. you assume likes you. You don't have to like fight it your way in. It's great. You have some leg up. Yep. yep. No shame to not be able to break in at Bayern. Also, you know, it's like yeah, absolutely. We're we're not gonna automatically just have all of our players uh, playing for you know Bayern and Man City and you know all these super clubs. Um, 
the other guy that is now playing for a coach that he's got some history with is Christian Pulisic at Chelsea. Frank Lampard out this week. Uh, Tuchel in last week. We very confidently said there's no reason to get rid of Lampard. God, that, that happens so transfer fast. Windows, transfer window's over. They're not going to get relegated. What's the issue? He'll get to the end of the season at least. Uh, Roman. Roman yeah. just hates the pod. Didn't know. Didn't know. <laughs> hates us. That happens so fast. Mike. I think you were the one that led the no reason for him to get sacked charge. Are you surprised who, here? Who, me? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I am. Uh, just because I kind of, I, I mean, I'm probably just repeating all the shit I said last week, but, you know, crazy, crazy last 12 months in football. Uh, you know, I, I just assume kind of club legend like Frank, they would have just given him a little time to work things out. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying kind of, under the standards of the day at big clubs, it's not shocking uh, that he's gone, and and you could say, well, he he deserves to be replaced. But um, I don't know. I mean, I think there's there's something to be said for stability. Um, you can look, you know, at at Man United, who maybe have a similar situation, but they stuck with Ole Gunnar. I think a lot of us thought he would be long gone by now, uh, and and you know they're looking pretty good. Um, so I I don't know. To me, it's surprising, uh, but I also I mean I watched Chelsea play a few times recently. They did not look good. Yeah. So you know, so be um, it. Um, do you Mike? Do you like Tuchel a for Chelsea and b for Pulisic? I mean, frankly, I don't care about Chelsea beyond how Pulisic <laughs> does. So I'm gonna bring that up. Yeah, but I mean, do you think it's a good fit? Do you think like you know, he tends to kind of burn through clubs in a very, like, on the same cadence, at least, as, like, Mourinho, kind of, like, a few years, and then he seems to be too much for the ownership or whatever, and, like... I mean, I, I don't mean, think that's going to be a problem here, because, you know, uh, Roman doesn't seem to like keeping managers around for more than two or three seasons anyway, so, you know, he's, he seems like a very competent coach. He's coached at big clubs before, obviously... Pulisic knows him. He gave Pulisic his debut, or maybe not his debut, but uh, they, they worked closely together when he was coaching at uh, Dortmund. But with that said, Pulisic's been on the bench the last two games, uh, which I definitely surprised me. I mean, he got an assist today off the bench, but uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it just seems like Lampard, for whatever reason, wasn't really able to integrate a lot of the big new signings from... Uh, from Germany in particular with Havertz and, and Werner and maybe something with having a German coach will help that. I don't, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely seems like a good fit for, uh, for Pulisic. Was it Tuchel that uh, I feel like I read an article about him. I'm not sure if this is, if this is the right manager. So like this could be really wrong, but uh, I feel like to your point, Mike, in, in terms of how is he going to fit at Chelsea? Uh, versus you know what they were what were what they had with with Lampard which seemed like it was no plan at all um I think in this article it said that Tuchel loves to overcomplicate trainings like make them so complicated that like uh the game feels as though it's a, a respite from from training and they're like free to kind of do the things that they want to do so he'll be like you can only score goals or volley with the left foot uh during training 
and that's the only way that you can like score or like uh, just kind of overcomplicate everything so that they have to like really turn their brains on during training and then uh, during the game they're, they're like free to kind of play and, and do whatever it is they want to do. Um, it should, I wonder just like what that transition, if this is true, uh, I wonder what that transition will be like compared to like Frank's uh, training sessions and, not, and now this, so. You don't yeah. think that was Lampard's uh, strategy for training it, sessions? Uh, I mean, no. Given the fact that it seemed like he had no plan whatsoever yeah, he never for the like games, uh, I can't <laughs> imagine he had much of a plan for training. Just he, two more sprints, lads, and then we'll go get pies. <laughs> <laughs> Tuchel already, I saw things of Tuchel already uh, having them train with little, uh, like, size three or whatever, yeah, like oh, the yeah, little mini balls. Okay. And also so, the that training sounds right. with, doing the defenders have to hold on to tennis balls thing so they can't uh, grab other players' jerseys. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I think I think you're spot on. He's He fancies himself a little bit like, oh, I'm creative, or, or I, I do these little things that uh, my players aren't used to, and, and that provides the, you know, the stimulus they need. So And, and I've got these genius ideas kind of guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he's just Honestly, a normal manager. I think he's just a guy who just, they're like, oh yeah, good. He's he's available. He's coached at big clubs. He speaks German. We'll take him. <laughs> when you were describing those those methods, Palmer, it reminded me a lot of something that Jurgen Klinsmann would have done. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, not, speaks not, German. Great. not great. German managers. Um, Other stuff going on. Oh, Weston McKinney's house got broken into while he was winning the uh the italian cup this week i did not see this what happened yeah i think it was during the cup maybe might have been during a league game i might have that wrong but yeah just your standard uh home invasion nobody there apparently uh what they stole mostly was um you know he's a weston mckinney is a very fashionable individual has a lot of very expensive uh shoes and designer clothing that they stole, stole from him so just their classic situation of uh, professional athletes being targeted because they know that you won't be home because mm-hmm. the game is on. Yeah, they know you're 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 there. They can check. They can check that full time yeah. whistle. The thieves are like, we got to get out of here. Exactly. <laughs> we got we got seven minutes of extra time. <laughs> <laughs> More shoes. Uh, Tyler Adams goes ninety and a win for Leipzig. Uh, he, Adams, Mike, you. Over the last, well, maybe a year ago now, we're on the Tyler Adams is the most important player for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, you were on that. Are you still there? Because I think I came around to that this week. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Adams is is a very tough player for us to replace with our current pool. Uh, he's definitely like his form, I think, has kind of dipped in the past 12 months. He's It seems like he's not as prominent a player as he used to be. Uh, but I mean, as far as like a a six who can read the game and and bust up the other players uh, or the other team's attack, I I think he's pretty critical because nobody else really does that, and he does it very well. Are we really trusting the guy that said that Lampard wasn't going to get sacked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I, I have a question, after, uh, yeah, but I'll ask I, it to someone besides Mike. I didn't Mike. hear a lot of objections last week. I didn't hear a lot of. Uh, <laughs> I disagree. So Dan, here here's my my theoretical question here. Uh, it's been great that Tyler Adams went from, you know, Red Bull New York to Red Bull Leipzig. 
kind of seemed like that was a nice little path to getting him minutes. They kind of knew who he was ahead of time, blah, blah, blah. And, and the manager there at Leipzig, whose name escapes me now, Nagelsmann, um, is a up and coming manager and people like him. So you think, okay, Tyler Adams is getting good experience playing for him, but from a selfish U.S. men's national team perspective, he's not playing in the position we want him to play in. And where we think, or a lot of people think, maybe even Tyler Adams thinks, is his best position. Would you rather have him be playing at Freiburg or Stuttgart or, you know, just another Bundesliga club, still playing the same teams week in, week out, um, where he'd get a, a few more minutes and also would get to play as in his best position? Or is this not doesn't matter? Like, He's getting, he's playing with really good players under a really good manager. It, that's too short-term thinking. Like, this is a good experience. Yeah, for me, it's there. It's possible to be on either side of that. And I don't think he's on the, he needs to go somewhere else to find minutes side of it yet. I mean, he still plays quite a bit. I think he doesn't necessarily play in his preferred position all the time, but he moves, I mean, he does a lot of stuff. He's young. He's getting experience across the pitch. Um, I'd he's fine where he is. And if it forces him to fight a little bit and try to develop into like, you know, get his starting spot back. Um, I think that's a good position. I don't necessarily want that handed to him at a lesser club just so that he can get minutes in a single spot and kind of start to pigeonhole his, um, abilities. I like where he is. I think he should keep fighting. I think he will. Like he's a really good player. Um, he's proven that he can be in that team. You know, I have full confidence that it'll come back around, but um, he should stay there and keep fighting, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Sometimes we forget with with some of these young guys just how young they are. Like, Tyler Adams is still only 21. The fact that he's starting a lot of games for a top Bundesliga team, he's playing in Champions League, even if it's not going, you know, 100% perfectly how he might have drawn up, it's like... Five years ago, that would have been unprecedented. We would have been like, this is incredible. And now, just because we've had a few of these guys breaking through at the same time, it's like we're kind of pushing ourselves of, of like the, the standard that we have or whatever. Yeah. I think from the Jurgen Klinsmann perspective, it's also good that he's like uh, fighting for his place. Like, I, I do think that there's something to that, like for young players to be in practice uh, or just at a club in general, like where they have to prove to the manager week in week out that they can they can play or that they can do what that, that manager's asking or whatever that might be i think that was something that um clint dempsey was really great at and that like was emblematic of his success or something like that is that didn't matter who's the u.s manager did not matter who's the manager of fulham like he could he would fight for his place and prove that he deserved that place even though maybe his skill set you know didn't didn't fit every manager. He he said, "You can't keep me out of the team." You, you know, so I think that's, I think that's something that that is it's good that Adams isn't somewhere where he's walking into the team every week when he's twenty one years old. Yep, yep, yep. A um, couple other quick updates: Sergeant and Hoppy both get games against each other. Neither of them score, so uh, they're back off the team. Get them out of here. Drop them <laughs> down the depth chart. Uh, Josie, a little bit of injury, won't be playing uh, today against Trinidad and Tobago or whoever we're playing. Uh, so on brand, way to go, Josie. Glad Keep we didn't up. pick him. Um, Reynolds is in Rome, apparently, to sign with Roma. Um, I don't have much to say about that, except, you know, young Americans going to big European clubs. So I think we're in favor. That's, that's good. That's exciting. Keep tabs on that. 
running through this all quick because we need to save some minutes. Uh, classes in session. Colin <laughs> coming at us with yeah. uh, a Collins Classroom Corner. A little Collins Classroom Corner. Uh, I got to give it to uh, somebody who scored four goals this week who none of us had heard of before we saw him this week, and that is Jizz Horncamp. Um, shout out to Jizz. Really earning the explicit title on this week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying this guy's name. It's just a name. It's just, just a, a name, name Mike. Mike. Grow up. Grow you up. Could say that, you could say that Jizz was all over the score sheet this weekend. I didn't say that. I you could say, say that. that. I mean, you could. I didn't say it. You could. You could say that. I didn't say it. Yeah. I'm um, just saying you could. You could. You Four first-half goals, and they didn't win, right? So uh, he really... Uh, something too early. Jizz too early? I didn't quite, I didn't quite get that. You really, yeah, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. Again, it's just his name, Dan. Just his name. I can't wait to play this uh, this episode for all of your future kids in you know, <laughs> five to 15 years. Happy birthday, Mrs. Samuelson. The king yeah, exactly. of February. That's exactly Queen of February. Thinking. Excuse me. Queen of February. Queen of February. Hope you've stopped turning in by now. But yeah, Jizz uh, <laughs> scored four goals this week. Uh, he is a striker for um den bosch um uh on loan there from hirin veen so he's he's got europa league appearances but right now he's on loan uh mostly because his parent club thought he was a right back or wanted to play him to play at right back he wanted to go out on loan to prove himself as a striker and you know jizz is just doing what he does scoring goals shout out to jizz horn camp uh cons classroom corner of the week Watch this player. 22 years old. We're going to see a lot more jizz. Uh, can we do The Streets Won't Forget? This reminds me. I yeah. mean, obviously, I feel like The Streets may not forget Jizz Hornyball or whatever his name is. Um, but the I think Den Bost reminds me of Baz Dost, the striker that was yes. knocking him in for a while a few years ago. Dude. No idea what he's up to. Baz Dost. And I don't. Still knocking him in, dude. He, I think he's still knocking him in. Yeah, is yeah. he really? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, he was his. Uh, he, by the way, he also uh, played at Heron Heron Veen. I'm terrible at that one. Uh, but he he kind of like maybe came to our collective conscious at Wolfsburg. But then when he was scoring a ridiculous amount of goals, was at Sporting, um, where you know maybe the level is a little bit lower than the Bundesliga, but he's back in the Bundesliga or has been back in the Bundesliga for Frankfurt and has played for Club Bruges as well. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's 31 years old now, so he's not. Uh, you know, I said we're going to see a lot of jizz. We might see less bass in the in the future. I feel I, like before people name their kids, they should just do a quick check of what that name means in other languages. Yeah, it I, might not come I up. Imagine I mean, maybe you got to search Urban Dictionary. I don't know. Are we saying that jizz is it's a it's a hard J, or are we saying it's a soft J? I mean, it could be yiz. Yes, yes. yeah, it could be yes. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, it yes. This podcast has really hit a new low, guys. Congratulations. Palmer <laughs> <laughs> uh, said it. I didn't say it. Unclear if that's really true, Mike. We've been low. It's like. <laughs> Really hard for me to believe this is our lowest. Yeah. So we put this kind of content towards the end. So if you're listening to our podcast this late, this 220 episodes in. This is not even this is not even a lit podcast. Nope. 
I mean, who knows if this podcast is actually going to see the light of day, given that uh, my audio cut out halfway through this. So, the the, the black light of day. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh, oh God! That was good. <laughs> That's the name All of the right. podcast, right there. There's your title. That's it. Got it. I'm okay. done. I can't. You know what? From the Thank lowest of lows to the highest of highs, we got to let it go on that. <sighs> Thank you, Cliff. Thanks, Thanks Cliff. Cliff. Sorry. Thanks, Cliff. Never too early to apologize to Cliff. Maybe if I say sorry enough, he'll actually splice in, you know, real, real songs instead of not real songs. Straight street brats. Can't be disbarred if you're not already barred. Yep. Yep. Claiming ignorance since 2015 or whatever. 2016. Wow. This is a five year anniversary of the pod. Coming up. This is an extended weather update. 1976. And your mascot is Computer from Welcome to Hollywood. Or Adventures in Hollywood. Computer! Computer! Who, me?